1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at mace denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, how are you? How was your weekend? Did you enjoy some football?
2: I think I and everybody enjoyed some football this weekend. I'm not sure there was a more enjoyable weekend of playoff football that we've ever seen in NFL history, than what we saw this past weekend. If, if you were a neutral fan and just watching all the games, every contest was a barn burner. Every game decided on the last play. Just remarkable. It, it, best case scenario, and even some controversy, too.
1: Yeah, usually there's some hyperbole involved when we say, oh, it's the best game I ever saw. I mean, think about this. About two, three weeks ago, Final game of the regular season, Rams 49ers. Ah, best regular season game I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Right. And now what did you have this past weekend? Four amazing games. But I don't think it is hyperbole to say four games, all of them. Tremendous. Very rarely do you get that in one weekend of playoff football. And it was almost like a crescendo. One game kept getting better than the next. You thought yesterday, how in the world could the bills chiefs possibly top what we saw with the Rams against the Buccaneers 35 seconds to go. Cooper Cooper cup gets behind the defense. That's inexplicable as is we are not going to be talking about it today. We have other things to talk about. Todd Bowles coaching candidate basically goes on an all out delayed blitz for lack of a better phrase. Tom Brady Walks off the field thinking he won the game. Matthew Stafford, who people thought this guy's not a very good quarterback. Look what he does with the Lions. And now he's suddenly going to the NFC Championship game. And then you have a classic in last night's game, which we will talk more about later on in the show. But that time now for the lead.
0: The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
1: All right, Mason is essentially final this week for the. Uh, Denver Broncos. The Broncos have three finalists for the head coaching job. Dan Quinn, Nathaniel Hackett, Kevin O'Connell. Hackett was interviewed today. Second interview. Do you put any stock in him being the first guy in the door?
2: I guess if you can, not you can, if you really kind of want to start parsing through and saying, well, maybe they decide not to to let him out the door. But at the same time, if he has the first of the second interviews, Considering we're talking about Nathaniel Hackett, Dan Quinn, and Kevin O'Connell, although they couldn't interview him until next week, as the three finalists, as it were, then if you had Hackett first, well, he was the first of the group to interview in the first round. Quinn would be the second, and it was second interview was would have been second in the first round. He's second again, and so on. So I'm not sure I read all that much in him being here today.
1: Okay. So, let's talk more about Hackett for a minute, all right? And we're going to talk about Quinn pretty much in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. What's the main criticism? I'm not suggesting the Broncos should not hire Nathaniel Hackett. That's not where I'm going. But what do people say about Quinn? Wow. Blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Man. 28-3. Why the hell do we want that guy? That guy's a loser. I know that he led his team to the Super Bowl, but he blew the biggest lead in Super Bowl history. Dude's a loser. I don't want a loser on my team. With all due respect to um, to uh, Quinn, um, he had Matt Ryan as his quarterback, still pretty good. And Nathaniel Hackett had Aaron Rodgers. And what happened to Aaron Rodgers on Saturday? If you're going to criticize Quinn, can't you criticize Hackett the same way?
2: Sure, you can. I mean, and actually, you could say that, uh, at least in terms of uh, of margin, and you could say that Nathaniel Hackett, the closest he came to a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator, was with Blake Bortles, not with Aaron Rodgers.
1: Right. Right. I mean, the criticism just needs to be fair. Yeah. You know, uh, and and. I, and I said this before, I I'm just being a naysayer when I say that I'm not going to judge a guy in one game, right. Todd Bowles. Okay. A lot of people think he should be head coach again. Did you see how he coached his defense against the Rams? Knowing that Matt Stafford best quarterback against the blitz all year and you go cover zero.
2: Yeah. Right. It, it may. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, Cooper
1: it, cup gets behind the defense. I mean, what in the hell are you thinking? I don't want you running my team when you make a stupid decision like that.
2: Yeah, it's it's an unconscionable call even though like the defense actually did a lot of good things to get the Bucks back into it after a slow start, right? I mean, you see, I mean, it was it's clearly a defense that's coached well to kind of punch out the football. Yeah, it was right? It reminded me of the Patriots back in the day when they went to the Super Bowl the year they lost the Bears. That wasn't a talented team, but they had a gift of of knocking the football out. That the Bucks the Bucks were swarming, they were attacking, and I mean the only thing I, when he made that call and, and as a Bucs fan, I admit I'm I'm a i am am ai grew up a Bucks fan. I was rooting for Tampa Bay yesterday, and the moment I saw that ball go in the air and saw it was it, they had cover zero. They called they called the delayed blitz. I knew I knew. Oh, I, I just said, oh God, they're done. Yeah. When the ball was in the air. It just it was that you know what? It's the same kind of sick feeling that I think Bronco fans had when they saw that Jacoby Jones had gotten behind Raheem Moore. Right. Cooper Cup was behind Antoine Winfield. There was no help. He knew it was over. And it was a terrible call, Eric, on so many levels, including the fact that Matt Gay, something was wrong with him because he was short from 47. He wasn't He wasn't himself. They, they could have gotten 15 to 20 yards, and they wouldn't have been in viable field goal range. The only shot they had was a deep heave. You've got to account for that. It was, I mean, Todd Bowles is a good coach, but he lost his mind on that call.
1: Okay, let's use... Playoff games, again, as our metric for hiring a head coach in this cycle. We've already talked about Quinn, right? Blew a 28-3 lead. Yep. What about Nathaniel Hackett? How did his offense do? Not real well. Now let's use another good example, okay? Mm-hmm. People are going to say about Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, dude, he just lives in the shadows of... Sean McVay and gets nothing more than table scraps like a dog under the table because we all know that Sean McVay is the designer of that offense and calls the plays. That's point number one. Yeah,
2: O'Connell's responsible for play calling on the script early in the game. That's you. That's mostly him when they get past the first 15 play script, that famous script that goes back to Bill Walsh, McVay takes over.
1: By the way, uh, just just for the record, the Rams are not very good on script this year. They have not been good all year on script. They're much better off script, and that's Sean McVay. But I digress. Let me finish my point, Mace, please. But who would people say is the next hot head coaching candidate as an offensive coordinator? Because he calls his own plays. Kellen Moore, Mm -hmm. highest scoring offense in, in, in the league this year. Look what he did, right? But you know what? What did Kellen Moore do when it came to coaching his players? That when there's 15, 16 seconds left on the clock, you huddle up and hand the ball to the referee. He didn't do a very good coaching job, did he? On the flip side, O'Connell, who doesn't really call the plays, if we're being completely honest, it's not his offense. I guess he did coach his guys pretty well because you saw Matt Stafford running up to the ball, Mm -hmm. making sure that the referee had the ball to place it down so they could kick the game winning field goal. Again, let's not make one game into a referendum on how we judge someone.
2: Right. Body of work, magic words, body of work. Because if you if you, you make too much of a judgment based on one game, you're liable to make a mistake.
1: With that, should the Broncos wait for O'Connell? And the reason why I say this is Dan Quinn, I believe, just got a second interview with the Giants. Just wrapped it up, right? Mm -hmm. Quinn's coming in for a second interview. Hackett's a hot candidate. Do you really want to wait around for potentially the prettier girl when you have two pretty good-looking girls standing in front of you?
2: Well I' will tell you what there's another you inter- really want to do well, that? No, but there, there, there's an interesting thing with the Giants, because Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News tweeted this out. The Giants have requested an interview with Dallas's passing game coordinator and secondary coach Joe Witt Jr., who worked under Quinn, of course, last year in Dallas, and came with Quinn from Atlanta to join the Cowboys staff last year. So they've requested an interview with him to be the defensive coordinator of the Giants. So if with Quinn clearly on the Giants radar is something cooking there, you may Quinn's have not
1: to, getting the Quinn's not getting the job anyway. He's not getting the job.
2: They're literally we, we, I, I just told you, they're literally talk. They're literally going. They literally want to talk to Dan Quinn's right hand person.
1: Flores or Dave are getting the job. One of the two.
2: Right. But they But that is interesting. Don't you think <clears throat> that they literally want to talk to Dan Quinn's right hand person?
1: Why are you including Dan Quinn in the package to New York or just saying you want they want to talk to him to potentially be the defensive coordinator?
2: Well, why do you think do you think that maybe Dan Quinn would want to work with his guy?
1: I think Dan Quinn would want to pick his guy, not be told that he has to take this guy.
2: Well, he took him to Dallas. So I think the chance is pretty good that he would want that he would want Joe Witt at his side if he had the option.
1: Okay, that's fine. I don't think Dan Quinn's getting this job. The owner, Mara, reached out to Flores before I know. I he heard you say all that on gym. Friday. You said that on okay. Friday. I'm, I'm just so giving you the, the I'm, I'm just the giving you the was,
2: information that we have right now.
1: That's neat. Maybe that's gonna be the new defensive coordinator. That could be that could be the case. Don't you that think that the means new. they're
2: a little more interested in Dan Quinn than maybe may, maybe we initially thought?
1: No, and I'll tell you why. Because the Broncos interviewed Getze. To be the head coach, we all know he's not going to be the head coach. And it does. And by the way, by the way, p- people think they're delusional in believing that if Hackett gets the job, Getsy is going to be the OC. No, not so fast. He's being bumped up to OC with the Packers. Now, by the way, if Aaron Rodgers comes here, if Getsy, I can't get out of Lambo fast enough. But they will bump up Getsy Hackett and Getsy are not a package.
2: Yeah, Getsy Getsy's more likely to be the offensive coordinator for Dan Quinn. Then for Nathaniel Hackett, if he no gets the job. No question about it. Yeah. No question. Right.
1: So for the same reason, I think that, again, I don't think Quinn's getting hired with the Giants. I, I don't think they are interviewing this guy to be a head coaching candidate. No, they're not
2: interviewing him to be a head coach. They're interviewing him to be a defensive coordinator, like I said. So
1: wait, so they don't have a head coach, but they're interviewing defensive coordinators. Cor- they're already screwed up as an organization if they're doing that.
2: That's I, I'm just telling you what Pat Leonard reported out in New York.
1: Great. Once you interview special teams coaches, while you're at it, so uh, you make sure that when you have a head coaching candidate, you're all lined up, and he doesn't get to pick who he wants. Brilliant. Right?
2: You wouldn't, but you wouldn't be doing you wouldn't be doing that sort of interview if you didn't know that that coach could work with a potential head coach, and that's why I think you have to say that's kind of. I don't necessarily means, think it means that Dan Quinn's going to be the Giants' head coach. I still think I think if you're still making a list for the Broncos, he's a, he's a, he's the favorite. But I think it's interesting. That being said. I think the Broncos need to strike here in the next forty-eight hours.
1: And wait for O'Connell, unless you really and, believe. Unless they believe, o- the guys.
2: Unless if they and here's the thing: it's possible that they believe that any of these three could be the head coach, right? Like if they no. like if they like if maybe they have it one two three and it's Quinn, Hackett, O'Connell. But let's but are they comfortable with number three being their head coach? If they are and maybe they, they want to hear more from O'Connell because of, of, what, of his connection to Sean McVay, because of the track record of success that McVay assistants have had going elsewhere, then you do wait. But if you do wait, you have to be comfortable with saying Kevin O'Connell is our next head coach because he might be your only option.
1: Coming up after the break, I have a feeling we're going to be saying the name Aaron Rodgers a lot up until early March. <laughs> Because if you heard what Aaron Rodgers said after the loss to the Niners, he has given us every reason to talk about him probably way too much. That's next.
0: drive with goodman and mason presented by silter har Mazda. a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har Mazda. find them at dot com. live from the sasquatch casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's eric and andrew
1: welcome back afternoon drive goodman mason watch us smileysports.com you can reach us rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at Mason denver at eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, second hour of the show, we're going to be giving away 100 bucks to Optimum Golf. You can find them in Park Hill or Rhino. You can keep your game sharp during the offseason. They have a terrific virtual golf setup. Where you can play all kinds of courses like Pebble Beach or Torrey Pines or Augusta National. You can host a private party there. They have leagues and tournaments, and they have award-winning pros as well. So, what can that gift card do for you? hundred bucks is going to get you one free lesson with my guy Kyle, or you can use a hundred bucks to play two hours of golf in their virtual simulator. Sound pretty good? Make your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All
1: right, Mace, I'm going to take you through the chronology of my father, in theory, as a Packers fan. I said to you on Friday, I am rooting for the 49ers for a lot of reasons. One, my friend Chad is a big 49ers fan, but I don't like rooting against my father's team, the Packers. But I did say if the Packers lose this game, I think that Aaron Rodgers could be one step further out the door in Green Bay. I talked to my father the day of the game. I said, Dad, I have a feeling if they lose this game, he's going to be one step further out the door. My dad, he's in denial, doesn't want to hear about it, no interest. That's what you said last year, Eric, yada, yada, yada. My father calls me this morning. Hey, did you see the uh, article in the uh, in the Journal Sentinel saying that maybe the uh, maybe the uh, Broncos should trade you know two or three first round draft picks for uh, Aaron Rodgers and for Devontae Adams, and then the the uh, the Packers could really build up their defense. Oh, how <laughs> my father's mind has changed.
2: Yes, I saw that article. Tom Silverstein wrote it, right? Yep, and he's not the only one tossing that out. There are multiple Packers beat reporters who are <laughs> suggesting that sort of deal. Um, Matt Schneidman of the Athletic uh, was uh, does a podcast with with uh, Bill Huber, and the and what he tossed out was four four first round picks. Which, by the way, you can't do exactly unless the unless exactly. the Broncos acquire another first round pick for the next yep. three years. The Broncos but, couldn't do that, but he tossed out. Four first-round picks, two second-round picks, and Jerry Judy. And then Bill Huber's co-host suggested Drew Locke, which led to those two laughing and kind of mocking the notion of bringing in Drew Locke. So it tells you what another fan base thinks of Drew Locke.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. Allow me to mock the two of them Mm -hmm. and allow me to mock uh, anybody else who suggested it. Because – if you don't understand your history of the national football league, Mm -hmm. then you're going to make statements like they've made and you're going to write columns like they've written as an example. How did it work out for John Elway over the last six years, trying to build a defense without a quarterback?
2: That's the hilarious thing. And that was the first reaction that went through my mind. I think I even wrote it on Twitter saying Bronco fans be really happy to tell you what it's like. And in fact, on over on that, podcast, it was suggested, well, you know, they've got the Packers would have a really good defense and they'd be able to run the ball. But even they said, yeah, the over under would be six and a half wins without Rogers and with Jordan lover or or whoever, because, and we've said, and I'd be like, yeah, that's basically what you are. You're, you're going to be a five to seven win team with that sort of equation because the Broncos have tried it and that's where they've been year after year.
1: Right, Now look at your history. What happened to the two thousand Ravens after they won the Super Bowl? Right? That one of the greatest defenses of all time. Mm-hmm. They never made it back to the Super Bowl until there was a lot of turnover on that defense. What happened to the Buccaneers after they won their Super Bowl with the great defense? They, they weren't the same team either. At the end of the day, as I said to my father on the phone this morning, it's a lot easier to keep one great guy for 12 years than it is your entire defense together for the next 10 years. Yeah. And that's And that's what it's all about. You can't keep everybody. Not to mention, you have to absolutely crush it in the draft. You have to crush it in the draft. But then I said, even if you do crush it in the draft and you're not going to get four first round picks, but let's say you have two first round picks, right? Mm -hmm. Well, those guys are going to be on five-year deals in theory. If they extend somebody, both those guys are coming up at the same time. Then you have a bunch of other guys coming up at the same time. So I suppose you have a window and then, then you're in salary cap hell, even if you do have success with these guys, but I digress. Let's get back to the, to the bar Broncos. Mm What kind of chance do you think Rodgers has of coming here now?
2: I think there's a better chance of Rodgers being a Bronco than a Packer.
1: How about retiring?
2: I think there I think if you were going through every possibility, Eric, that okay, he comes back to the Packers, he's a Bronco, maybe you say maybe you just put all the other teams in like say a pool, okay? He he it's Broncos or the field. Like he so he's a Packer, he's a Bronco, he's playing for Uh, Name your team, Raiders, Steelers, whoever, or he retires. I would actually say the slight favor is retirement. I would
1: say the slight favorite could be retirement as well. I could be convinced of that because Aaron Rodgers doesn't strike me as a guy who loves football.
2: He knows he's really good at it, but he seems... He sees with all respect to him as a football player. And you, you yeah. can't you can't play as long as he has, and this was right. year seventeen, without having some degree of passion. But I think right. he would Doesn't tell love you it anymore. How is right. that? Uh, right. But I think he might tell you he's more passionate about Jeopardy yep. than the Green Bay Packers and and or in football in general. Right. Or he's more passionate about, you know, whatever whatever causes or issues are on his mind. Like, he might be more passionate about trying to develop a podcast where he can espouse his theories five days a week. That might be something he's more passionate about than playing football at this point.
1: Well, but you know what overrides all of that? Your competitive spirit and your nature of being competitive where you don't want somebody taking the game away from you. And that usually happens to everybody. Very, very rarely do you get to walk away on your own terms. Mm-hmm. But then again, John Elway's career after winning that Super Bowl, he was done. Yeah. Let's be honest. He was, fe- he May- was
2: facing surgeries that would have yeah. probably affected him in 99. If he'd come back anyway, Peyton Manning was done. He
1: was done. Yeah, he Pey- was done.
2: Peyton was done. Peyton's night needle was so far left of the slash. By the second half of Super Bowl Fifty, like he that he'd given everything he his body could possibly give. There was nothing left.
1: Right. Here's something else about Rodgers, and I put this out on Twitter. And I think all of us had our own reactions to it. And we'll talk more about actually Rodgers in the next segment. Because some of the stuff was just so incredibly venomous about Rodgers because of everything having to do with COVID and being outspoken about it and so on and so forth. But we'll get to that later on in the show. Mm -hmm. We're actually in the next segment, I should say. You know, there used to be a saying, the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Dan Marino is probably at the top of that list. You could put Jim Kelly on that list. There are more than a few guys who are on that list it is pretty unbelievable that the metric has changed. Mm -hmm. Now it's Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback to only win one Super Bowl. (laughs) Honest to God. That's how I feel after reading Twitter. Look, look at the, I mean, the guy hasn't won a Super Bowl since 2008. Look at his playoff record. Can't win at home. You know, you know who had the same problem? Peyton Manning.
2: Mm -hmm. Took Peyton until I believe, uh, his ninth season before he won a Super Bowl.
1: I got to tell you something. Looking at Tom Brady's overall playoff record, which is now thirty-five and twelve. Yeah, it is pretty remarkable to look at playoff records of ninety percent of all quarterbacks we would consider great Hall of Famers,
2: right? Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And it just and. Looking at what Brady has done, he hasn't done it alone clearly, but it is amazing how it's not so much how hard it is to win a playoff game. We know it is, but it's amazing to think when you look at Hall of Fame quarterbacks, how pedestrian their numbers look in the playoffs, right? So you would consider a really good season. Let's base it on a 16 game season. 12 and four is a really good season, right? Yeah. 11 and five is a really good season. 10 and six is a really good season. Nine and seven, not really. Most Hall of Fame quarterbacks, their, their playoff records, generally speaking, might be two games over 500.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Think I about mean, that for a second. Ha- it's hard to win the playoffs. I mean, if you are and nowadays, of course, there's only one team that gets to buy in each conference, but you can advance to the Super Bowl, lose the Super Bowl. You went two and one. You advance to a conference championship game and lose. You, you went one at one You were 500 in the playoffs. Right. So, of course, you're going to be uh, relatively pedestrian. It's one of the reasons why Tom Brady, he is the greatest of all time. And he has lapped the field because his playoff record is so audacious, even after losing yesterday to the Rams.
1: Well, it's funny. When you look at his playoff losses, if I, I think I read this correct, if I think I read this correctly, mm-hmm. four or five of those losses, he has walked off the field for the final time in a particular game mm-hmm. with the lead.
2: Yeah, like so, if his defense or tied. Was, like yesterday, he was tied. We yep. left.
1: Yep, lead leader tied. Mm-hmm. I mean, that record could even be better. Yeah, coming up after the break, I put a question out on Twitter following the Packers' loss because I got to tell you the Jackals were out in full force uh, over the weekend. There are a lot of people that really despise Aaron Rodgers. They really do. And and listen, a lot of this is self-inflicted, Mace. Let's be honest, with the whole vaccine thing, holding the Packers hostage in in terms of, am I going to even show up for training camp? A lot of people were waiting to jump on Aaron Rodgers. They felt they got their opportunity on Saturday, and they pounced with that. Would you cheer for a player who is diametrically opposed to your political views, If you can get wins as a football fan, a lot of people had a lot of interesting responses on Twitter. That's next.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at MaceDenver, at Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending? Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com.
1: i Mace, Every uh, Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty, Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Uh, As I'm watching all this reaction pour in on Twitter on Saturday following the Packers' loss to the 49ers and just reading uh, the venom that is being just spit on Aaron Rodgers, it got me to thinking if Aaron Rodgers would potentially be the Broncos quarterback. Okay? So I put this question out there. Would you cheer for a player who is diametrically opposed to your political views, in order to get a win. We know the political climate that we live in. Clearly, it is absolutely polarizing. Let me read you a few things that I got on Twitter, and then let's talk about it you know, between the two of us. Uh, one person wrote, yes, it's like if I go watch a movie with an actor and their political views don't agree with mine, I'm not there for their political views. I'm there to watch them win an NFL game. Aaron puts out, everybody has different views. And my belief is if it doesn't affect me, my family, then believe what you want. Never understood this whole political scene. Really, you believe in what you want and I'll respect it. Bottom line. This coming from Connor, something I've been struggling with lately. It's hard to separate the person from the player. I've pretty much switched entirely to wanting Wilson over Rogers because of his comments lately. And I'll read you one more. If Rogers ends up with the Broncos, we'll enjoy him on the field, hate him off of it. If Watson becomes a Bronco, then I won't be a Broncos fan anymore. Wilson is also a bit nutty. Remember his water that cured concussions comment. So I think we hit every, Part of the spectrum on that. Mm-hmm. But with that, the overwhelming majority of people said, I don't care what his views are. I just want him to be my quarterback. So I'll repeat the question again as we do this every Monday for the Rocky Mountain Forest Product shout out question to our friends Ty, Calcade, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Would you cheer for a player like Aaron Rodgers who is diametrically opposed to your political views in order to get a win?
2: If we're talking about politics and it's just Political disagreement, yes, I, I, I'm fi- I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, I view matters of health and science different than politics, and okay. and the other thing that also comes into play is is this and like we this has come up in uh, Minnesota, for example, where you had a, a quarterback in Kirk Cousins who was opposed to the vaccine, and there are some uh, reports from from uh, reporters out there on the Vikings beat that uh, one of the reasons why the Vikings had the lowest vaccination rate in the league was because you had peer pressure on players to not get the vaccine. And as Mike Zimmer said, hey, some of it's out there. So in this particular thing, it actually could affect the team building. And that's why that would be where kind of my concerns. But just straight up political disagreement. No, I don't care.
1: Okay, I probably should have phrased it differently. So let me say it this way. I'm with you on the whole political disagreement thing. If you want to disagree with my views, I really don't care. That doesn't bother me at all. But you just said something really bothers you about the whole vaccination thing, which has become political. I probably should have worded the question differently. I know how you feel about the vaccination issue. You know how Aaron Rodgers feels about the vaccination issue. And there are a lot of people out there that believe he is spreading disinformation. Yes. So I'll ask you point blank. Do you want him as the Broncos quarterback, Aaron Rodgers?
2: I can see why fans would want him. If it were up to If it were up to me, um, I, I I'm con- I'm concerned about the the disinformation being spread.
1: Just give me a yes or no. Do you want? I gave you my gave
2: I gave you my answer.
1: So you so I, I,
2: giving- I I'm on the Broncos beat. I'm not right. giving you a yes or no on that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because obviously, <laughs> if you say no, he'll never talk to you. But then again, he might not talk to you anyway. Yeah. Guys, what do you think? No, I totally get that answer.
2: Yeah, I because I I have to cover the team every day. So, like, honestly, as I'm viewing Aaron Rodgers, it is going to be important for me to take my personal views aside and focus on the stuff that affects the football team, the player, all that. And that's why, from that perspective, I have some concerns. I mean, the Broncos... For all that went wrong with the team last year on the field, one of the things that I feel they did right was in educating their players. The Broncos did have one of the league's highest vaccination rates. I believe only in the end, as as I've gathered, only a couple of players uh, ended up not getting the vaccine. That That it was as an organization, as a team, they got on they got on board and a lot credit goes to having experts come in to talk to talk face to face with the players or over zoom about the about vaccination uh, part of it goes to uh Brittany boland that was a that was kind of part of her job was handling covid management making sure that people got educated on it and the broncos did a good job and you wonder if uh if aaron Rodgers comes in does that change what do you think? I we'll see. It's it, it, ownership changes as well, so there are a lot of things that could look different. I mean, certainly one of the thing you know, it's one of the things that's, that that kind of helps the Broncos is being so tightly partnered with a healthcare company that usually they literally have a healthcare company, UC Health's name on their facility. So it would be in. I'd, I'd be fascinated to see what happens if. The Bronco, if with new ownership and if they bring it in Aaron Rodgers, if the Broncos tone changes and how some it say you see health fields. I'm going to
1: give you, I'm going to pay you a compliment and um, it is a compliment. If you don't want to take it as a compliment, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give you credit for something. I don't think you're an insecure little man. I don't. And what I mean by that is, Uh, You have guys who dislike players Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, for personal reasons, and then they tend to skew their writing or they tend to skew what they say on the air because they're insecure little men. That's what they are. They feel so inferior. They're so insecure Mm -hmm. about themselves. So I'm just going to rip somebody who's bigger than me because that person wasn't nice to me as i've said many times no one's ever going to accuse me no one you know you've known me for a long time yeah no one would ever accuse me of being overly insecure huh. okay okay
2: that's the last 18 years i've known you eric that's the last thing i would accuse you of
1: well i mean i, 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 I hope i hope i don't come across as being arrogant or full of myself kind of a big deal Oh, so stop. That, Danny. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. My my point is, is that you know how I feel about Todd Helton. Yes. I can't stand him. I think he's an absolute jerk. The worst guy I've ever covered in my professional year, mm-hmm. in my professional career. Yet I would vote for him to go in the Hall of Fame.
2: Right. I'm, he's a great a
1: bigger, player. Okay, But hold on. I'm a bigger person than that as opposed to the guy who's all upset that Barry Bond shunned him at his locker and now he's not going to vote for him because he feels insecure about himself that Barry wasn't nice to me and now I'm not going to vote for him. Yeah. What, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it?
3: The Avalanche are on a record win streak at home. They've got another wins or another win, hopefully tonight, another game tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. We will preview that game next, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
0: Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda, A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. Yeah. i Goodman Mason.
1: Watch us smilehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I told you in a, uh, earlier in the show about Optimum Golf. you got to head out there. If you love to play golf, listen, there's going to be snow tomorrow, snow later this week. It's going to be tough to play this weekend, even though the weather's going to be nice. But you can always play. You can always hit balls. You can always take lessons. You can always go to Optimum Golf in Park Hill or in Rhino. want to bring in a good friend of mine, the owner of Optimum Golf. How are you, Kyle?
3: Eric, unfortunately, I was unable to reach Kyle. I tried oh. to tried to get that, tried to get him on a couple times, and uh, oh, wait, oh. he might be calling right now. So hold on.
1: Is he calling right now? Okay. Well, well, why don't you pick up the phone? He and did. Then, uh, Danny, Danny, let me know if <laughs> um if he when he gets on the line because I want to talk to Kyle about optimum golf because they have so many great things that uh, you can do this off season to make sure that your golf game stays in shape. I have been to both locations, the one in Park Hill and the Rhino neighborhood as well.
3: All right, we and got him now, Eric.
1: And we have Kyle on the line. So, Kyle, we've been talking about uh, both of your locations in Park Hill and Rhino. You know I love to golf. Uh, you have so many different things to offer to keep your golf game in shape this offseason. What kind of things can you offer?
4: Hey, obviously, Eric, and you know, good afternoon to you guys. Hope you're, hope you're doing well. Uh, we have, you know, PGA professionals who, who do teach full time. Um, that's, that's all they do. Obviously that other administrators like myself who teach a little bit uh, here and there, but I've got teachers that teach, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. So that's, that's what they live to do and they're, they're great at it. You know, it's award winning programming that we have. In addition to that, we have a, a new club fitting program that we're rolling out here in about a week and a half where you're going to be able to come downtown and get a tour level fitting right here at downtown. We'll build your clubs here. You can pick them up as soon as they're available. Um, really creating a, a high quality service environment for people who are looking to get new golf clubs and not have to go, you know, out to the edge of the city or, or at the edges of a uh, urban existence to, to get that.
1: A lot of people who play golf love to be in leagues. They love to play in tournaments, but when the weather isn't good, they're probably thinking, "Man, what am I going to do?" They could do that over at Optimum Golf. I mean, you could still
4: have the same amount of fun. Absolutely. So we have a we actually have a league that we're getting that we're prepping up for tonight. We've got a two-person Scrabble league. On Mondays, we have a, a two-person best ball league that's a 90 minutes appointments that uh, starts on Tuesday. It actually, starts tomorrow, but you can you can sign up for that league anytime, and we'll prorate your entry fee for that. Uh, we have a women's Wednesdays that we're that we're getting ready to roll out, and we've got that available on our website as well. Um, you know, we we do try to keep uh, have opportunities for everyone to play, regardless of ability level. It's just a matter of champ coming in and having a great time. So
1: when you play in one of the virtual bays, and you can play so many. Great courses, uh, Torrey Pines, Pebble Beach, uh, St. Andrews, so on and so forth. I'm guessing there are some people that are probably thinking, how realistic is it standing in a bay? Clearly, I know you're not outside. You certainly don't have to play from the sand. That's a good thing for sure. But when you're hitting from those mats as a PGA golf pro, which you are, how accurate is it to say this really emulates my golf game?
4: Extremely accurate. Um, you know, our the launch monitors that we use, they don't mess up. You know, so we you know, we have you hit some shots, you're like, Well, that didn't feel so good, and it's gonna reflect that it didn't feel so good on the screen, right? It it, it reads your right spin, it reads your left spin, it reads your back spin. Um whatever shot you hit, that's what's gonna show up on the screen. So it is extremely accurate. You know, there are some benefits, it, it is indoors, so the lie is always completely level. Um the wind's never blowing, at least not on <laughs> you directly. The the wind is in is involved in the system. You know, you never have to play in the rain. You never have to play in the cold. So there, there are benefits to it, and certainly it's, it's never going to replace outdoor golf, and that's not what we want to do. We want to have you come in right. to autumn golf so that the time you spend here makes your outdoor golf better. That's really what we're about here.
1: One quick thing before we let you go. As far mm-hmm. as lessons go, there's a benefit to hitting outside. I get it. I mean, you and I both like to play golf. But what totally. are the benefits to having all of the computer stuff analyzing your swing to make you a better golfer?
4: You know, that's a, that's a great point. So I think professionals on the PGA Tour and LPGA Tour, European Tour, have shown that, you know, when you see them on the range, you're watching at the range on, you know, uh, golf programming, you see they're all using launch monitors. and Those launch monitors are exceedingly expensive. Um, it's incredible. But you can come into our facility and practice and get your data. You know, we use tailor-made, tour response, urethane cover golf balls in all of our base. If you're using a tour-level golf ball, you could use your own ball if you want, if you play a particular brand of ball, and get that data with your ball so that the time you spend outside on the golf course is more effective. Um, having reliable feedback, having a high-quality golf ball where you're not hitting a golf ball that's been frozen and washed and frozen and has been sitting out on the range under the snow for six months, You know, that obviously has a negative effect on your ball flight. So seeing ball flight is only as good as the ball that you're hitting. Uh, how, do people, sure that you how do, people, how do people find you, Kyle? Uh, Our website is theoptimumgolf.com. You can always go there. You can find us on Instagram under Optimum Golf Studio. And uh, we look forward to anybody coming in. It's a great time. It really is a lot of fun, and it's fun to be in a growing business.
1: And you know what? I'm going to see you in a couple weeks because Mia is very excited about her lesson. I'm looking forward to it as well. It's going to be a great time. See you, pal. Have a good day. You too. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themackenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com.
3: Just in case you missed it, Chicago Blackhawks at Colorado Avalanche tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. The Avs have won 15 straight games at Ball Arena after Landeskog's OT game winner versus Montreal on Saturday. And last I checked, the Avalanche still favorites to win the Stanley Cup in FanDuel Sportsbook. We talked about the Nuggets midseason grade last week. How would you grade the Avalanche?
2: A I mean they're they're playing so well. They're winning they are they're they're, they're fine. even when they're off. And sat, like against Montreal they were they were off. They did they did enough to win. Um I, can, I don't think you can give them any a grade any lower than A at this point. They're terrific.
1: They're on one of the great all-time mm-hmm. streaks in NHL history. Certainly, you know what they did at home, right? Right. We know what they right And then, well, what they've done, I think, what, like over their last, like 28 games? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the greatest in NHL history. I understand that. But they are absolutely on a tear. And there's no reason to believe if their goaltending holds up, this is a team that could be winning another title for the city of Denver.
2: What's all about goaltending?
1: There you go. Okay, that was uh, Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Uh, Mandy, by the way, she just got a uh, stackable washer and dryer from Mountain High Appliance. I would to tell you how good her experience was. She had to wait because of COVID, and that's understandable. She had to wait a while, but that's the way it is going on for everybody, okay? They delivered her washer and dryer unit, and they did it in her driveway. They pulled it out. There was a small dent. And the guy, Jesus, who delivered it said, I can't put this in your house. It has a dent. I think a lot of places probably would have put it in her house and not even said anything about it. They returned it back. They called Mandy the next day and gave her all of these amazing options on what she could do. And they did it the next day. And that is great customer service. That's what you should expect when you shop anywhere. But that's what you're definitely going to get, a mountain high appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center. In Denver coming up after the break well the Broncos don't have an owner they don't have a head coach and they don't have a quarterback but after watching games this weekend there are plenty of teams in the AFC that are loaded at the quarterback position you can make the case it doesn't matter who the owner is it doesn't matter who the coach is because if they don't have a guy like Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, potentially Herbert and Lamar Jackson It doesn't matter if they bring back Vince Lombardi that's next.